Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless. in this place tonight, is he not? If you want to worship the Lord, you're welcome to go ahead and do that. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. Let's stand together, please, and let's worship the Lord and pray and ask his presence to come to us and to help us here in this service. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. years now, Sister Alice is still faithful to the house of the Lord. Turn with us to 2 Samuel chapter 5, 2 Samuel 5, beginning at verse 1. Then came all the tribes of Israel to David under Hebron and spake, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Drop down to verse 3. All the children of Israel, I'm not going to read all of it, came to Hebron and they anointed David king over Israel. And the Bible said in verse 7, David took the stronghold of Zion, the same is the city of David. And uh, the Bible said in verse 9, David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David. And David built round about, and let's drop down to verse 10. And David went on and grew great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. Verse 11. And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David, and cedar trees, and carpenters, and masons, and they built David in house. Amen. Uh, I want to talk to you tonight, if the Lord will help me, when God sends help. When God sends help. And... I want you, I want us, we, we read that and we pay no attention to the fact of who Hiram was. Okay? Hiram, he's the Phoenician king of Tyre. His father is Ababel. Ababel means Baal is my father. Uh, his son, uh, Hiram's son, Bel Esar the first, succeeded him. And so here, this Ababel's son, amen, my father is Baal. And Josephus mentions it in his writings twice there. And, uh, but we do know only much, much about him, but Ababel's reign ended in 981 B.C., 
And when he died, his son Hiram became king. And I want you to get this and understand. Baal was the universal fertility god. And his title was prince, lord of the earth. Baal worship in all of its forms, are you hearing me, require child sacrifice. They had those images of Baal. You stepped up uh, several steps and they had that image of Baal and he was actually a great furnace. And they had the fire in the back where they put the fire in and his outstretched hands and you walked up those steps and laid your child into the arms of Baal. And the fire came out and consumed that child. Amen. Are you, oh God, I want you to know, uh, he, he, Baal was that, and his title is Prince or Lord of the Earth. And uh, when, when you look at it, uh, the Ammonites, they sacrificed their children. In Carthage, they sacrificed their children. The Aztecs and the Incas and the Druids have all sacrificed their children. And it all goes back to Baal or Moloch worship. Amen. And so here what I'm trying to get you to see is Baal was called the Lord of Rain, the Lord of Dew, and the, the two forms of moisture that's necessary for crops. And, and Baal is called the Storm God. And he who rides on the clouds, Baal Shaman, Lord of Heaven. Amen. And though, so we understand why Elijah, when he came there to Mount Carmel, that contest, it was more than just an ordinary contest because he was challenging Baal. He was challenging Baal and Baal worship. He rides on the clouds. He is the God of rain and dew. And he said there won't be any rain or dew until God gives it and sends it again. And I, I, so when we see that Tyre is north of Israel in ancient Phoenicia, now called Lebanon, amen. And those Phoenicians were renowned adventurous merchants, sailors and explorers, and true sea masters, amen. They were savvy traders, and they, they think that they possibly reached North America and they left Agam language stone inscriptions. I do know uh, down here in eastern Kentucky, uh, as you go get ready to go into Bond, when you get off the, the parkway there, uh, there was a stone several years ago rolled down out of the mountain. And when they, when they looked at it, it had ancient Hebrew-like carvings on that stone. Did y'all know that? Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. And so uh, I know this. They, they are, these people, uh, what I'm trying to get you to see is these Phoenicians, they were seamen of unbelievable skill and ability for their time. And they were great traders. And so, and here, when David came to the throne, the civil strife that Saul had and the wars that he had, Siren and uh, uh, Hiram and Phoenicia... They recognized that David was a stable and the man and the best man to deal with after all of Saul's wars and instability. Listen to me, just a couple more minutes. And Hiram made a treaty and a mutual beneficial friendship treaty with David at his southern border. King Hiram knew 
that peace is good for commerce. And he needed a stable, good neighbor to his south. He was looking for his own benefit. But I want to tell you what God is doing. God is seeing that David gets the help and that Solomon gets the help that he needs. Are you hearing me? Amen. Oh, you know, you understand. Uh, he thought he was cutting a deal that was be very, very beneficial to him, and it was. And uh, and so, uh, you know, Huram in, in Hebrew, his name's the lifting up. In the Eastern, it's called the highborn one. Smith Bible Dictionary, the noble one. Hitchcock, the life exalted. And after David took the stronghold of Zion, uh, Zion Hiram sent messengers and workmen and materials to build David a palace at Jerusalem. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I want you to see how that when God sends help. Amen. When God sends help. And so here, this man sent all the materials and the laborers to help David build his house. And then when Solomon came to the throne, he made a, a league with Hiram also. And Hiram sent Solomon skilled workers, cedar, fir, the algum trees from Lebanon for the temple. And Hiram's name has forever become memorable for his friendship with David and Solomon. Hiram is known as the good King Hiram, the pagan, the pagan, the devil worshiper who helped build the temple. I want to tell you something. When God sends help, it doesn't matter to God how he sends help. But I want you to know one thing. When he sends help, you're going to be helped. I said when he sends help, you're going to be helped. Amen. Oh, God. Josephus in his writings in the Antiquities says, Hiram and Solomon, they exchange questions and riddles. And, uh, and answers them. And Solomon sent to Hiram and asked him. Uh, uh, he said, I, I propose that uh, I'm going to send you these riddles. And if you can answer them, uh, okay. Uh, 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 I'll send you money. And if you can't answer them, you've got to send me money. And they say that Solomon, with all that wisdom he had, he made up all of these riddles that Hiram could not could not figure out an answer, and he just about broke them. Are you hearing me? Ooh, I'm telling you what. I, I remember Brother Bob talking about Beth being in court, and and, and she just the, the, everything was against her. And the lawyer got up, and and he got so confused he couldn't even put a sentence together. And God helped her in that court case. I want you to know there is a God. When God sends help, He changes the situation. And so here, uh, uh, after all of that time, but then. In Solomon's later years, what happened? The Bible tells us that his wives turned his heart away. And in his later years, there was a man from Tyre, man, a man named Abdamon. And he sent riddles to Solomon. And Solomon couldn't solve them. And so Solomon had to start sending money back uh, to uh, Hiram there. I'm telling you what. He lost the gift of God. And he lost the blessing of the Lord. It's a dangerous thing to do that. And he lost that. Oh God. But here I want to bring it down to here. In 1 Kings chapter 5 verse 1. Hiram, king of Tyre, sent his servants to Solomon 
And he heard that they anointed him king in David's place. For Hymen was ever a lover of David. Isn't that something? Oh, he loved David. And the Bible said in verse 5 that Solomon said, I purpose to build a house under the name of the Lord my God. And the Lord spake unto David my father, Thy son shall build a house under my name. And when Hiram heard the words of Solomon, he rejoiced greatly. Hear this man. He is a heathen. He is a bell worshiper. His father was one. His son was one. And here he was. He rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord this day, which hath given unto David a wise son over this great people. And the Bible said in verse 18, Hiram said to Solomon, I have considered the things which you sent for to me. And he said, I will do thy all thy desire uh, concerning timber, of cedar, and of fir. Oh, listen to this. David sent and asked a big favor from his friend. Uh, and he said, I have considered all the things that you sent and asked me for. And he said, I am going to do all thy desire. I want to tell you something. God is able to minister to your desire and your need. Amen. Now listen. Amen. There is a need and then there's a desire. Amen. And a, and a desire is not necessarily a need, but it'll sure help you. Ooh. And then the Lord has been dealing with me. Oh God, will you help me? Will you direct me in this year of 2021? We have so much uncertainty around us, but I'm telling you what, there is a God that will take care of his people and he will shield us in the right path. And so he said, I'm going to do all thy desire. And the Bible said in verse 10, Hiram gave Solomon all his desire. Glory. Can you say, God, use Hiram. And he gave Solomon all his desire. Isn't it something to think about that God can give you your needs, but he can also minister to your desire. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Ooh. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he promised. There was peace between Hiram and Solomon. They too made a league together. And the Bible said in verse 18, Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders uh, did uh, hew them and the stone squares. So they prepared timber and stones to build the house. And this is what I love. You brothers that are builders. Amen. Here they're up in Lebanon. They're cutting the timber. They're squaring the stones. And when they come, when they come to the temple, the Bible said there was not the sound of a hammer. There was not the sound of a saw. There was not the sound of anything. It was all the Spirit of God got on those men. And they made everything perfect and square and right. And when it came, it fit. It perfectly fit. Amen. You ever, amen, I've tried to trim Amen. I was pathetic at it. And, uh, and you get it, put it up there, and it's too long. And you take it down, and you trim it again. And it's still just a little bit tall, too long. And you trim it again, and it's still a little bit too long. And then you trim it again, and it's way too short. And you got to start all over again. Oh, I'll never forget Jason Short was talking about Brother Jonathan. And he said, uh, he said I had some guys there trimming my house. 
And he said they worked for weeks. They never hardly got anything done. And he said they, they uh, was gone. And he said, I, I run into Jonathan. He said, Jonathan, can you come and trim some for me? And he said, I, I, I wanted to just let him work on my garage upstairs, the bonus room over my garage, to see if he could do anything. And he said, he come, and he had a little pad, and he measured and he went here and he measured and he was writing all these numbers down. And then he went downstairs and got his saw out and started sawing and sawing and sawing. And he cut all those pieces and took them up. Amen. And he said, and he went tat, 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 everything put together. And he said he did more than one day than those men had done in weeks. I want to tell you something. There's a Spirit of God that helps us. Amen. Brother Bev Horn went out to work and he could not read a square. He didn't know anything about it. But when he wanted he wanted to get out of the mines, get out of that and he wanted to become a carpenter. And he, of course, he had some genetic help there and ain't nanny. And you hear me? But uh, anyhow, but he went out and he said he prayed, and the Lord showed him how to do that. And I remember uh, when we would run, when we uh, were building coal temples and trying to set a dump there. You understand that thing because you've got to bring that out, and they got to put back that car up there, and it's got to back out, and it's got to flip that up and dump that and not flip it all the way down into the tipple. It's got to be right, and it's very hard to do. Very few people could do it. And sometimes Dad would run into it, and he couldn't get it done. And he says, go home boys get the tools let's go he'd go home and pray amen and he'd come back the next morning I know how to do this I know exactly what to do to fix this oh there's an inspiration but I want you that comes from God and Hiram gave all gave Solomon all his desire amen and those builders they worked together without the sound of a hammer and no fuss and no arguing Woo, you ever been around those guys? They get mad at one another and get to uh, a cussing and a fussing and a arguing on the job there. Amen. Oh, Lord, it's not good. Amen. But I want you to know God is sovereign over all persons and all entities. And he uses all persons and entities for his purpose. Amen. The Bible said, my thoughts in Isaiah 55 and 8, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Amen. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heaven are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. What you got to do is give it to the Lord and let the Lord take care of you. And I'll tell you something else. You won't have to hook and crook and steal to do it. Amen. God makes a way. Amen. We have a thief at our house. His name is Buddy. Our little dog. How many blankets has he brought in? The last three, four? He brought in, he's brought in. There was a lady lives down over the hill from us there. And, and she kept putting these old blankets out for her cat. And Buddy go get them and bring them. He decided he needed them worse than the cat did. All right? And so, and then she had put out a pet bed. And so guess what? We come home the other evening. Buddy had a pet bed laying there in the driveway where he could look out to the garage and down the driveway in the front yard and see it all. He had him a nice pet bed laying right there in the driveway. 
and watching everything over. Amen. Oh, God. Carolyn said, I don't know what in the world we're going to do. Amen. He's brought, for, uh, our neighbors are very understanding neighbors. Amen. Carolyn loads them up, takes it back, and here he brings it back again. I'm going to tell you something. Oh, God. Amen. And Carolyn said, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to Amen. Oh, God. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. God wanted a temple built, and David wanted to build it, but he couldn't. And God said, all right, I'm going to let him prepare. But I want to tell you one thing. God fixed the way. God fixed it all. And the Bible said in 2 Chronicles 7 and 11, Solomon finished the house of the Lord and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord, he prosperously effected. Are you hearing me? Did you hear what he said? Amen. When there God meant for this house to be built and he made the way for Solomon to do that and the Bible said Solomon finished the house of the Lord and everything that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord the Bible makes this statement he prosperously effected Oh, God. Man, you think about that. Oh, thank you, Lord God. He prosperously effected. Amen. Amen. And he took care of every need that he had. Amen. I read the story about a young man. He was desperate. He was studying in Bible school for the ministry. And he had to have money to continue to pay his tuition. And so he didn't have it. And he prayed earnestly. Amen. That the Lord would send him money. And so, guess what? He went to the post office and there was a check for the amount that would pay all of his tuition and meet all of his needs. He was so happy. And then he looked at the date when the check and the letter was written. And it was written before he ever made the prayer. And he said, Lord, I I thought I prayed and you answered my prayer. But he didn't understand, amen, that the Lord, the Lord has done something in Isaiah 65 and 24. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. Oh, man, I'm telling you what, when God sends help, amen, I want you to know, you may not even realize you need it, but God's got the help on the way, and it's prepared for you exactly when you need it. Ah, yes, oh, yes. You remember me telling the story during World War II? Amen. That that plane, the and those all of those men that were on that bomber, they run out of fuel and they landed on the beach there at one of those islands and they were just down uh, the from uh, the Japanese encampment and there they were and they knew they were sitting dead ducks. Are you hearing me? They were sitting dead ducks waiting. Amen. And there was one sergeant that was a praying man. And he got down and he said, I'm going to pray and see what God will do for us. And he started praying. And he prayed. He prayed all that evening. He prayed into the night. And at 2 o'clock in the morning, the Lord spoke to him, get up and go down to the beach. And he got up off his knees and went down to the beach. And there were barrels. Are you hearing me? Barrels of aviation fuel floating in to the beach. And he come running back and he told him, said, come on, everybody, come on, come on. Amen. There's fuel out here. Amen. Oh, man. 
you're, you're, it's just, you, you're wanting fuel so bad that you're going crazy. No, no, come see for yourself. And there were barrel after barrel of fuel floated up on shore. And the men picked up those barrels and took them to their plane and filled up their plane. Ooh, glory. And they took off just before the sun rose and before the Japanese found them. I'm telling you what, God, when God sends help, and they, they got to check it, and it was hundreds and hundreds of miles away, and days and days before that there was an American ship that had the fuel on there, and they were thought they were going to be shot and sunk by uh, the, the Germans there. And so uh, they said, well, we don't want to just blow us into kingdom come. So at least we got a fighting chance to survive if we'll get rid of this. And so they threw all of that aviation fuel overboard. And it floated for hundreds of miles uh, for days and days. And it came to the very spot where they needed. I want to tell you, when God sends help, things will change when God sends the help. Oh, oh, hallelujah. I want you to hear, amen, when, when we look at this, David made friends with Hiram. He was a heathen. He was a, a, a bell worshiper. He did all of those wicked things. But I want you to know God moved on Hiram's heart to help David. And God moved on Hiram's heart to help David's son Solomon. And he helped him mightily to build the temple of the Lord. I'm believing God. It's God's going to do some amazing things for us around here. Are you hearing me? I'm believing God that God's going to do some amazing things around here that are way beyond the ordinary. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. 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 You look at it. There was a, a guy named Louis D. Harrison. He, he worked there as a security uh, guard in a drugstore in Washington, D.C. And there was a man that came in to rob that um, pharmacy there. And, uh, and the bandit lurched toward him and stabbed him in the chest. The only thing that saved him, amen, oh, are you listening? There, he had a New Testament in his shirt pocket. And that man stabbed that New Testament. Oh, hallelujah. And he wrestled with that guy. And he said, he would have killed me. He would have killed me. But he said, oh, there was something happened. He said, I remember when I was in Chicago, there was a, a, an officer there that a man shot him. And he had his New Testament in his shirt shirt pocket and it spared him and he said when I became a policeman I started carrying a New Testament in my shirt pocket and it caused me to live. I will tell you tonight, amen, God when he sends help there will be a change made when God sends the help. Oh, hallelujah. Solomon, Solomon what do you need? Solomon what do you need? Amen. And Hiram heard his words and he said alright, I I want you to listen. This is a king over a vast empire. And he said, I have heard, I've heard your desire. I have heard your desire. Amen. And he said, I am going to, ooh, 
to do all thy desire concerning the timber for the cedar and the fir, everything that you need. I'm going to send men. My goodness, and you look, there were thousands and thousands of men that were working 70,000 and 80,000, 10,000 at a time going up and working. And they would work for a month and come back for two months. And they alternated there. It was amazing to look at all of that did. But God moved on Hiram and he gave Solomon all his desire. I'm telling you what, there's a God that can move on the heathen to change your situation. I said, there's a God that can move on a heathen that will change your situation. Amen. And so Hiram gave Solomon all his desire. And God gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. Amen. And they worked and they built and Solomon finished the house of the Lord. Oh, God. I'm so thankful, Lord, for what you do for us. Amen. I want to talk to you. Amen. You know, when we look at the scriptures, amen, in 1 Kings chapter 17, Elijah the Tishbite, amen, he said to, to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Now listen, I already read to you, amen, they believed, they believed that Baal was the Lord of rain and dew. They believed he rides on the clouds. He's Baal Shaman. He's the Lord of heavens. Oh, he does all those things. And God said, go down, Elijah, and tell Ahab, I'm not gonna, it's not going to rain. There'll be no dew until I say there will be. And the word of the Lord said, get thee hence and turn eastward and hide by the brook Kirith that is before Jordan, and you shall drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Oh, you know, I've preached about this before, and I love to, can I, can I repeat something here to you tonight? Amen. There, there. Amen. I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Amen. And he went and did according to the word of the Lord. And he dwelt by the brook Kirath. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. And bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. Amen. You know, the, I want to talk to you a little bit about those ravens. Because of their black plumage. Those black feathers. Their beaks are black. Their legs are black. And it's croaking call. And a diet of dead carrion stuff. And the raven is often associated with loss and an ill and a bad omen. And according to the law of Moses, ravens are forbidden for food. Amen. And uh, you remember when the Bible said that the Lord, uh, He sent out the raven there and the raven never returned? Amen. They said it was because the raven was eating on the rotten flesh that was floating on the sea. He never came back. Amen. Amen. That makes sense to me, doesn't it, you? Amen. Oh, and that's why I had to send the dove. But I want you to get this. And so when we look at this, amen, oh, God, amen. They, they, when, when you see they are an example of God's gracious provision for all his creatures. The Bible said in Psalm 
149, he giveth to the beasts his food and to the young ravens which cry. He delighteth not in the strength of a horse nor in the strength of a man. Verse 11, he taketh pleasure in them that fear him in those that hope in his mercy. I feel like I'm talking to somebody that's really been praying about a need in your life. And you're praying and you're seeking the face of God. And the Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him. In those that hope in his mercy. I'm talking to you tonight about when God sends help. And it may be in a way that you don't have never even dreamed it could be. Amen. Can I say it this way? Amen. I, I read this and I hope you'll abide with me here for a while. And the, they said, and the story goes that there was a man stuck on the rooftop of his house during a flood. And so there was a man, he prayed for God to come and help him and save him. And so when a man came by in a roadboat and he said, come on, get in, I'll take you to safety. He said, no, no, amen, no thanks, I believe God's going to save me. Amen. And so... Then in a, uh, after a while he prayed on, oh God, send me help. And so there was a man in a motorboat came by. He man said, get in here, I'll take you to safety. He said, no, no, I've been praying for God to save me. And so then, after a long while, a helicopter flew over. And the guy was there with the megaphone. Get a hold of the rope, we'll take you to safety. And he said, no, no, I'm praying for God to save me. And the water kept getting higher and higher, and he drowned. And so when he got to heaven, he said, Lord, I prayed and prayed for you to save me, and you didn't save me, and I drowned. And said, the Lord looked at him and said, I sent you a rowboat, a motorboat, and a helicopter. What more do you want? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And here tonight, we got to understand that God may do something unconventional. It is absolutely unconventional to think that Hiram, the heathen, Baal worshiper, would help build the church. But he said, I'm going to give you all your desire. I'm going to give you everything that you need. That is amazing. That is amazing. Amen. Oh, God, are you listening? Amen. Here, here. This man of God, he said, I'm not gonna, it's not gonna rain, they're not gonna have any dew anymore till I send it. Amen. And then he said, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Listen, listen to what I, I did some research there, and it said, Ravens can talk and they can sing. They can mimic, they're so intelligent. They have a vast repertoire of over 100 vocalizations. And they can mimic other birds' calls. They can mimic humans. Amen. They use their deep voice to mimic human speech and singing. They imitate other bird sounds. Amen. They can inform their friends and, and their mate to join them when they found food. Amen. They are so clever and intelligent. They often cunningly work together as a team to acquire food are you listening amen ravens will lure 
uh, a parent bird away from the nest while the other one swoops in to feed on the eggs or their young. Amen. Ravens, listen to this. This is amazing to me. Ravens will lead wolves. Will keep going to them and speaking to them, and uh, and they will to those wolves and lead them to a carcass so that the wolves can tire the carcass open so that they can eat the soft. They can't. They can't get through the hide, the tough hide of that animal. Come on, Mr. Wolf. I'm going to show you. We're going to OK Corral tonight. You're going to have steak. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's like Thomas McCoy told me. He said, that's why you never hear, uh, never see a crow dead on the road. And I said, no. He said, because they have, and they do, they have a sentry that sits up there and watches and guards for them. And when, when there's a car coming, he says, ka, ka, ka. Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. Oh, yes. And they're, they're very smart. They're very smart birds. Amen. They're very, very smart. But I want you to know. Oh, God said, I have commanded the ravens to feed you. Amen. I'm going to starve to death. They're going to bring me dead buzzards. They're going to bring me rotten flesh into our mind. Amen. I'm talking about when God sends help, Brother Matt. Amen. Things are different. And so there, amen, they will actually get those wolves to tear that open so they can heat it. Oh, God. Amen. Amen. They have been known, the man be out ice fishing, they have been known to grab the line and get a hold of it and pull that out of the water and, and eat the fish before the man could get their fish. They're a smart bunch. Amen. And the Bible said, oh, you're going to drink of the water. I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Now I'm telling you what. Amen. So I can see the ravens. What? Seven o'clock. Amen. Elijah likes his breakfast sharp at eight. Where are we going today? Well, let's go to Jezebel's summer palace and, and get the steak that she's getting ready to have. And, uh, and so... One of them flies in there and distracts the cook and them. And they fly in there and they grab it up. Amen. And take off with it. Ooh, and exactly 8 o'clock sharp, the steak arrives. Amen. Listen, you say, it didn't happen. I want you to know they work as a team to acquire food. And God said, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. I want you to know when God sends help, it may not be the ordinary kind and the ordinary way. But you're going to get the help that God said you can have. Amen. My God. Listen. Amen. And so, amen. Oh, God. Amen. Amen. When Israel needed deliverance from Egypt's captivity, God sent a man called Moses, a man who stuttered and couldn't speak. Amen. When Israel had no water, God provided them with water through a rock in a hard, dry place. Are you hearing me? Amen. While in the desert out of thin air, God delivered fresh, fresh 
food every morning called manna to them. And I want us to know that there is a God that as sure as your name's what it is and you've got an earnest desire and prayer before God, God can and will send you unorthodox help from the least expected way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. You remember me telling about the great reformer was there in Europe. I forget the name of the city. I tried to find it today, but I couldn't. But I remember the situation very well. Amen. And the, the army, the Pope, the Pope sent the army to arrest this guy and kill him because he was translating the Bible into English. Amen. They did not want the people to be able to read the Word of God. Amen. Oh, man. To think that you have the, the Bible that you've got in your hand, that you can read it and know the Word of the Lord. Amen. So they sent the army, and he was there inside that city. And he was trapped inside that city before he realized it. They surrounded it and had everything all shut off. Amen. And he prayed and asked the Lord, Lord, what do I do? And the Lord told him, take off running down the street. And the first door you find open, run into it. And so he took off running down the street. There was a door open and he ran into it. And, and the Spirit told him, keep on running. Run all the way upstairs, all the way to the top. There's multiple, multiple floors. He ran all the way to the top and was exhausted and lay down. He could hear the clatter of the horses, them rounding up everybody. And they searched the entire city. Upside down, they searched the entire city. And, then, and they could not find him. They searched one day, two days, three days, four days, five days. And they could not find him. And on the first day, the morning of the first day, amen, the Lord said, I have commanded the ravens to feed you. There was a hen flew in through an opening in the attic of that house where he was at and went over right where he was and laid an egg. And he had a good warm egg. He broke that egg open and swallowed her down. You say, I wouldn't do that. If you was trapped up on the top floor in the attic of a house and they're trying to kill you, I believe you could do it. The next morning, the same thing happened. And you know, chickens like to brag about what they've done. And they, they just carry on. I've laid an egg. I've laid an egg. They tell the world, I've laid an egg. But that hen would fly in unannounced, lay the egg, and fly out unannounced. She did that for five days. The sixth day, there was no hen flying in. And the Lord said, they have now gone. You can go down. He went down. And guess where he was? The reason they couldn't find him, he was in the bishop of the Roman Catholic Church's house, personal residence, up in the attic. And he didn't know where he was at. And the Holy Ghost said, run down the street. And run to the first door that is open and run and go all the way to the attic. And that's what he did. 
and the Lord saved him. Hallelujah. Stand. Come to the music, please. I want you to know, I, want, I believe, I believe God is going to take care of us. The devil wants us to worry ourselves crazy. To think that we can't make it. You can't do it. You can't make it. But God can move on Hiram the heathen to send you the help that you need. God can move on whomever He chooses to do whatever needs to be done for your need and your situation. So, amen. Uh, you heard of Henry Ward Beecher, the great preacher? Amen. Harriet Beecher Stowe's father, he was a great preacher and he was there preaching in Indianapolis and he preached against alcohol and drunkenness and gambling and all of that stuff. And, and he was walking down the street and, uh, and there was a man ran up to him and grabbed him and he had a pistol and he said, Mr. Beecher, you get back to that church and you apologize for what you said or I'm going to shoot you right now. I'm going to shoot you. You hear me? I'm going to shoot you. Henry Ward Beecher jerked away and he said, go ahead and shoot. He said, I think you can't shoot near as straight as I did. <laughs> the gospel shot him right through the heart and he was mad. Hallelujah. And Beecher walked away and the man couldn't shoot him. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what. When God sends help, you are helped. Hallelujah. I said you are helped. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands and pray with me? Lord, I know that you've dealt with me for days concerning this scripture and this setting here. And Lord, and I know that you are the God of heaven. You take care of your people. And as much as you moved on a heathen, idolatrous, bell-worshiping man to build the house of the Lord, you are able to help us here at Richlands for the Lord to do the mighty work that He's called us to do. I pray in the name of Jesus for every person, every need. Oh God, every need. Lord, I thank you that you moved on Hiram and Hiram gave Solomon all his desire. Lord, I'm begging you this night that you would move and you know the desires of our heart. You know those things that we desire to effect for the work of the Lord and the house of God. And you're able to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Hallelujah. God, send those ravens to bring the food in. God, send those ravens. Amen. It may take a dozen of them to bring all that we need. It may take two dozen of them, but they can bring it all to us. Come on, church. Let's seek the face of the Lord. Gather around these altars. Hallelujah. Oh, when I, I praise thought you, Lord. I needed sunshine, Hallelujah. the Lord sent Hallelujah. rain. When I thought oh, I needed healing, I've had, had my share of pain. Looking for a mountain top, but the valley's all I see. Jesus always seems to know exactly what I need. Exactly what I need. Knows exactly what I need.
walk this narrow way. He knows how to keep me humble and he knows how to make me pray. He knows when the cloud covers the sky and I'm walking the valley low. I'll be on my knees calling on him To suffer for a while, to suffer for a while. knows how to keep me up. It's narrowing. He knows how to keep me up and how to make me pray. He knows when the cloud covers the sky and I'm walking through the valley. No, I'll be on my knees, calling on him. There's no other place. Share pain. I've been looking for a mountaintop, but a valley's all I see. Jesus always seems to know exactly what I need. Exactly what I need. What I need. He knows exactly what I need to walk this narrow way. My Jesus knows how to keep me humble and how to make me pray. And I'm walking through the valley low. I'll be on my knees, calling on him. There's no other place to go. And I thought I needed friendship, had to stand alone. And I thought I was doing right. The Lord said I was wrong. And I thought I needed a blessing, or still a trial. Now I know just. What it means to suffer for a while, oh, to suffer for a while. My knows exactly what I need to walk this narrow way. My Jesus knows how to keep me humble and how to make me pray. He knows when the clouds cover the sky and I'm walking through the valley low. I'll be on my knees, calling on Him as no other place. What I need to walk this narrow way. My Jesus knows how to keep me humble. How to make me pray. He knows when the clouds cover the sky and I'm walking through the valley. Oh, I'll be on my knees, calling on Him. There's no other place. my share of pain I've been looking for a mountain but the valley's all I see Jesus always seems to know exactly what I need yeah, exactly, exactly what I need He knows exactly what I need to walk this narrow way my Jesus knows how to keep me humble 
walk with this guy when I walk with you to the valley, Lord. I'll be on my knees, calling on you. 